left my heart in San Fran... Eh, never mind. <sighs> Trust the media? No, you don't. And you shouldn't. And another warning from Border Patrol. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> what day is it? It's Tuesday. Good morning. Welcome in, everybody. We got lots going on tonight. A ton of stuff to talk about on the menu. You can see that in the show notes uh, over there. And uh, don't forget to follow. Hit that green button. Join us over on Locals for exclusive behind-the-scenes videos uh, with subscribers over there. We got all that for you. And all that and more coming up tonight on the show. Brought to you by, in part, the good folks at Blackout Coffee. Mm -mm. Founded on the principles of conservative values. If you need a reason to support a company and get an incredible cup of coffee, this is it. The founders of this company, Blackout Coffee, believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, American values, the stuff you and I stand for. That's what this company is all about. And all about making a good cup of coffee. The best fresh roasted coffee you're going to find. And it's all done in-house. They work with local co-ops, American farmers to grow this high quality coffee. And they adopt a strict adherence to what's called the small batch roasting process. It is what it says. Basically, when you order, they roast your beans 24 to 48 hours after you place the order. Another few days to ship it to your house, and you got a fresh roasted bag of coffee beans in all kinds of great blends, super strong, never bitter. Blackout coffee is the choice if you are a coffee addict like me. See? Mmm. Mmm. Oh, man. Kick butt and take names coffee. It's great. Really flavorful, never bitter, good stuff. Also, if you like, they have a whole line of flavored cocos over there at the website. You check it out. And also teas, a full line of teas too. You can check that out too. Pick yourself up a single bag. That's all you got to do. Try it out. You'll be back because it's incredible. And when you use the link, which is in our show notes, or you check out, use the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. Got your special promo code, which will get you 20% off your first order. Mm, that's a good savings. 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee with the promo code J20. Use the link in our show notes for Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a part of the broadcast here. You know, it's funny. We call it broadcast because it's broadly cast. And back when I was in radio, television, I mean, you know, broadcast is broadcast. But should we still be calling it broadcast when it's on the net? Yeah, I suppose so. Hey, Ground Zero, Hal 9000 right in at the start of the show. Welcome in, bud. Good to see you. And uh, nice to have you along for a ride. And yes, I, uh, I like your little emoji that you posted there. Nice job. If you want to chat, uh, all you have to do is put it in the live chat. We'll see it. We'll talk about it. And by the way, I don't mind, you know, unless it's some sex or porn or disgusting thing, uh, put you want to promote your own website. You can put that in the chat, too. We don't We don't mind that kind of stuff. We're here for you, so use us. <laughs> um, yeah, so all you, by the way, if you're going to put stuff in the live chat or make comments, you do need to have an account, but that's free, and you don't have to post videos. You just sign up for an account, 
And that way it lets you make comments, talk in the live chat, all that kind of stuff. Good day to you, Hal. All right. Good to have you along. Uh, we put our uh, thumbnail and our headline tonight as San Francisco, let it burn. Because, you know, I was reading stories today about the nightmare going on out there. And this not only applies to San Francisco, as far as I'm concerned, it applies to Detroit, Chicago, anywhere else in these Democrat-run, liberal, crap-ass, backward cities that are falling apart at the seams. Let them burn. Dan Bongino, who I'm a big fan of, I'm a major P1 listener of Dan's show. He comes up at 11 o'clock right after our show here on Rumble. Be sure you check him out, please. He doesn't need my help with an audience, but uh, he's a great guy. And he says this, he says this and he is 1,000% right. It's just not bad enough yet. When things get bad enough, things will change. But strangely enough, as bad as it is, it ain't bad enough yet. Tony Bennett may have left his heart in San Francisco, but the late crooner, if he were still with us, probably ought to go get it back ASAP. San Francisco is about to hit the skids more than it has done over the last few years. This story hit the headlines today, and it should waken you up. Cuts in police sheriff, and fire department. Oh yeah, that's going to fix the problem. One party San Francisco, their board of supervisors in San Francisco, you know how many Republicans are on their board of supervisors? Zero. Eleven Democrats, no Republicans. If you're wondering why cutting the fire department amidst all this social degradation is a problem, Remember the South Bronx back in the 70s? There was a reason it was called Fort Apache. Look it up. Homeless convicted child sex offender has set up a camp near the San Francisco Catholic School and Public Library. Along with outside of his homeless tent on the sidewalk, a giant sign which says, Free Fentanyl for new users, and meth for stolen items. True story. What's going on? He's there right now. Joseph Adam Moore, imprisoned for six years for sex crimes, having molested a 12-year-old girl and was accused of sexual assault on a 15-year-old just one month after getting out of prison. That's according to records the San Francisco Standard got out their hands on. Also arrested five times since 2007 for failing to notify authorities of his address as a sex offender. Which is odd because I'm almost sure that living in a tent on the streets doesn't give you an address. I'm pretty sure. Apparently, the city by the bay is just too far gone. And like I said, that's why I said it. Let it burn. They want to burn it down? Let it burn. 
The residents keep putting the same lunatics in charge of the asylum, and asylum is the perfect word for San Francisco these days. It's the perfect word for Detroit, Chicago, New York, L.A. Pick a Democrat-controlled city. It's an asylum. Sure, local businesses, they've decided that a, a fancy marketing campaign will fix things. You morons. Greatest example of whistling past the graveyard ever. They're just going to do a, a marketing campaign. You want a marketing campaign? I show you a marketing campaign. Here's one for you. Take a look at this. From James Wood, the actor, on his Twitter account. Follow him, at Real James Woods. One of the most charming neighborhoods in the world. Elections have consequences. Take a look at this. I can't play the audio because it's actually Tony Bennett singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Every one of these places, look at this. Look at these amazing places. All closed, out of business, gone. What used to make San Francisco, it truly was. Chinatown, all the amazing things that were San Francisco. Hate Ashbury. <laughs> gone, closed, out of business. Piccadilly, Polk St. The Street Produce. Sadachi Sushi, Sanctuary, Lombardi Sports, all gone. Bank of the West closed. Unbelievable. That TikTok video reposted by, uh, by James Woods. A marketing campaign. Yeah, that'll help. Let it burn. At least the governor of California, Moron Quaft Newsom, has time to visit Israel. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Let it burn. Let it burn. The link, by the way, to this BizPack review story is in our show notes tonight. San Francisco mayor orders $206 million in cuts. And the hardest hit, public health and police. Doom loop, it's called. Death spiral. Done. And they don't care. I gotta live my dream in San Francisco by driving like Steve McQueen downtown in 2002. Seriously, you got to do that? No shit, the, you mean the, the this road? Whatever that road's called, I don't know. I've never been to San, you know, I've never been to California. Florida, yes, I used to live in uh, Key West, Monroe County in Florida. Anyway, wow, you did seriously. I left my shorts in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But man, I got to live my dream driving downtown like Steve McQueen in 2002. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
What else did I pump in the show notes here? Oh, yeah. Take a look at this. This is uh, from uh, Nevada, Nevada, Nevadan for Life. Live Crime Reports. October 19th through the 20th. 385 crimes listed mainly as general crimes. Also, 41 assaults, 13 burglaries, and 17 motorcycle thefts. There's actually an app. Take a look. This is like live updated crimes being reported. This is San Francisco. Live as it's happening. Unbelievable. Un-be-freaking-leavable. And you know what? I'm picking on San Francisco, as well I should. But pick a city. Pick a city. Any Democrat-controlled, liberal, commie city run by Democrats, just suck out San Francisco and insert the name you want because they're all the same. Let them burn. 18.5 million cut for the police. Sheriff's Department, 9.1 million. Fire, 10.5 million. Not like San Francisco, by the way, hasn't had a history with fire in the past, if you know what I mean. Homelessness, 9 million. Cut. Public health, $26 million. Cut. Transportation, 15.4. Sanctuary City just means more for the invaders and less for everyone else. Exactly right, End Wokeness, at End Wokeness over there on, uh, on X. Let it burn. Could not possibly care less. Yes, you did, Hal 9000. You, you drove down the... The this road. That is the coolest thing ever. I am so impressed. <laughs> All right. We picked on San Francisco and Democrat-controlled piece-of-crap cities long enough. It's probably where Hezbollah and Hamas terrorists are hiding. The, you know, the ones that snuck over the border when nobody was looking. Yeah, you know, the ones that got away, which is probably most of them. 180-some-odd people on the terrorist watch have been caught by Border Patrol, which probably means four or five, six hundred, maybe a couple thousand haven't been caught. Internal memo from federal officials warns members of terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, PLJ, uh, PIJ, likely crossing into the U.S. through Biden's wide-open southern border. And now you're worried about it? You morons. The, the memo, which the Daily Caller got its hands on, sent by San Diego Field Office of Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Patrol Protection, October 20th, as the war between Israel and Hamas continues. San Diego, it's a quote, San Diego Field Office Intelligence assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from areas of the hostilities in the Middle East, 
via circuitous, there's a funny word, transit across the southwest border. The Biden administration failing to protect our country against this invasion, and it absolutely is an invasion. No two ways about it. <sighs> While the controversy and support for Hamas and the terrorists continue across campuses in America, other places, demonstrations in the street. You'll notice I said the support for Hamas, not for the Palestinian people, because it's virtually the same thing. 76 representatives, they voted into office in the last election, and they haven't held an election since because they know Hamas will win. That's why. So don't tell me about the Palestinian people. Yes, I'm not. it's not 100%. Of course, it never is. Don't be a moron. But a vast majority of the Palestinian people support Hamas and these beasts. These I don't want to say animals because animals are kinder than these morons. I'm using moron a lot tonight, aren't I? The anti-Semitism in the U.S. has gotten out of freaking hand. And White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre managed to embarrass herself again today. She was asked if Joe Biden and his handlers were worried about the rise of anti-Semitism. And you know what she did? Instantly jumped to defend the Muslims. Not that they don't need defending. Islamophobia is also a real problem. But that's not what she was asked. She was asked if Biden and his handlers were worried about the anti-Semitism going on right now in the U.S. And here is what this idiot had to say. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats, uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly, President Biden understands that many of our Muslim, Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. That's not what he, this reporter asked you. Answer the freaking question. You're not going to answer it, are you? Of course not. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hal 9000 in the chat. Western Colorado. Wow. Lots of uh, non-Americans from overseas. All colors in the bus on the streets being arrested. This is not America. Uh, are they flying them in up there? Chances are. Bussing them and flying them in. Wow. Israel, EU, Ukraine, Washington. We do not stand... With Ukraine, NATO, Israel, it's time to 
demilitarize, disarm this criminal-ran nation of white terrorist assholes who think they are gods. Goodness that rule over you slaves. Wow! Busy in the chat tonight. <laughs> All right. You want to join the chat? You got to sign up for an account. It's easy to do and it's free. Just join Rumble. You don't have to post videos or anything. And you can chat like Hal over here. Make comments. Follow. What else? Oh, the mainstream media. I was going to say legacy media, but you know what? Legacy kind of implies that there's some sort of, you know, honor in being legacy. It's not. It's just mainstream, and it's absolute bullshit. And more and more of you and I, Americans, are waking up and realizing you are being lied to. You've been being lied to. America's trust in the news media, not surprisingly, has fallen to a new low. Take, <laughs> take a look at this. Unbelievable. Wow, the recent results of surveys indicate Americans' trust in the media is gone. As little as 34% said they hold a great deal or fair amount of confidence in it. What is wrong with you people? Thirty-eight percent expressing they have absolutely zero trust. And even more strikingly, the first instance of these uh, entirely lacking trust outnumbers those with at least some faith in the media's performance. Oh, man. Unsurprising figures unearthed by a Gallup poll conducted in the first half of September last month not just revealed an alarming lack of trust in the mass media, but also the tripartite branches of the U.S. government. Look at that. Wow. A great deal or a fair amount. Not very much and none at all. Look at that Gallup chart. One person's media nemesis is another's trusted source. The erosion in confidence clearly de de demarcates along party lines. 70% of Democrats. Hmm. Nope. Can't be surprised. 14% of Republicans. What the hell is wrong with you Republicans? Get your head out of your ass. 27% of independents say they, uh, they have considerable or fair confidence in the media. You're screwed. You're so screwed. Uh, the rest of that article is in our show notes. If you want to read it, see all the deets, it's there for you. Wow. 30-something <laughs> percent. And you want a good example of why it's 30-something percent? You must read this. It's from the Epic Times. It's the next link down in our show notes. Wow. Media manipulating the public on Israel-Hamas war. This is written by Lee Smith. 
Author journalist says an Obama-era echo chamber of media, think tanks, and experts is spending their days spreading disinformation about this ongoing conflict. Inaccurate media reporting. I'm going to read this whole thing, but you should. After U.S. officials backed Israel's assertion of innocence in the blast on the hospital, which never happened, major news outlets that relied on Hamas's version of events, like the New York Times, have been forced to issue corrections. Still trust the media? You just keep doing that. Waiting for a heartfelt apology? Ain't gonna happen. Good luck with that. Don't hold your breath. This is a propaganda machine designed to fool you, designed to sway you. Probably most importantly, designed to pit us and them against each other, keep us fighting, keep us distracted. Great article, by the way. You really should check it out. It's in our show notes. Lee Smith, Media Manipulating the Public on the Israel-Hamas War. It is a brilliantly written article. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we did the story about the, uh, the border and the problems and border patrol. Here's the article. The boy, this is from uh, the Washington Examiner, links in our show notes. Again, it relates to what we were talking about in the beginning, beginning, beginning of the show. Uh, Border Patrol is warning to be on the lookout for Hamas and Hezbollah sympathizers. Wow. Can we get rid of that, please? Thank you. This is closing the barn door after... The horse has escaped. So you want to read the details about that whole... Oh, you have to be careful because our southern border, uh, uh, we may have terrorists, Hamas, Hezbollah supporters trying to get in. Duh! Chances are, you morons, they're already in. What have you done about it today? Did you call your representative? I know, there's a speaker race going on. God knows if we're ever going to get one. Why these con Congress people will not listen to their constituents is beyond me. Jim Jordan should be the Speaker of the House right now. But thanks to all the backbiting and infighting and a little, little money here, little money there in Washington, didn't happen. We'll see what happens now. We have no speaker. We're not getting anything done. Anyway, while these people are just sitting around with their thumbs up their asses doing freak all nothing, you get a hold of them and let, you know, let them know how you feel. In our show notes, right down at the bottom of all the links of the items we're going to talk about tonight, there is something called Contact Your Representative. Let them know. It's a government website. I know. But... You go in there, you put in your zip code, whatever, and it will tell you who your representatives are in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, your local representatives. 
It's a great site, and it not only that, it gives you their contact information, their emails, phone numbers of their office. It's all there. So even if, you, if you're so disconnected that you care because you're watching this show, but you don't care enough to actually know maybe even who represents you, which one of these lying sack of craps is you know supposed to be working in your interest, which they don't, but that's what they're supposed to be doing. Go to the website, find out who it is, get their phone number, their email, call them, email them, let them know how you feel about whatever it is, the border, Israel, Hamas, uh, whatever, the economy, which sucks, duh. Let them know, please. Little bites. I know you're thinking, ah, it's just me. I'm not going to make any difference. You know what? It does. Vote. Let them know you vote because they know if you voted or not, you're on the list. If you vote, they'll pay attention to you. If you don't vote, they couldn't give a crap less what you think or what you say. Because you don't matter. You don't vote. They don't care. Hard reality, folks. If you don't vote, they don't give a shit about you or your opinion. Vote. Let them know you vote and then let them know how you feel on these things. If everybody does that, one little bite at a time, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. <clears throat> These people live for <clears throat> a few things. Bribes, money, power, influence, and your vote. You can't control the other things, so you can control what you can control, and that is your vote and your opinion, and let them know what that is. As difficult as everything is these days, we always wind up with a piece of good news because I can't stand to leave everybody just hanging before we go on with our book reading. I can't stand to leave everybody hanging with all the downer news we cover and all the crap reporting. San Francisco and whatever, insert whatever Democrat-run city you want, let it burn. Don't give a crap anymore. Let them burn. When it gets bad enough, things will change. And as Dan says, the big B, it's not bad enough yet. It'll get there. It's amazing it's not bad enough yet, but it's not. All right. This is a post from uh, the Dalbo Dog, at Dalbo Dog on X. And they write, I'd adopted her. But she refused to come away with me. It was weird because dogs usually can't wait to leave the kennel. She was crying, stubbing her paw. I should have dragged her, but when I looked down, I understood the reason that I had to make a choice. When the time came to take her home, she was just out of that cage from the moment a new world awaited her. A wonderful life, a lot of love. Any other dog would have run into the embraces of her rescuers. But she did not. She stood still, sticking to all fours, refusing to come out of the cage. In a corner, a small chihuahua, Taco, looked at her in fear. She understood she was about to lose her best friend. In that moment, 
a small miracle happened. The couple saw the whole scene and decided to adopt them both. They did the documents also for the Chihuahua, and all four went out the door of the shelter, taken in the car before leaving this picture. There they are. Look at that. Oh, man. Ah. She didn't lose her best friend. What a story. They adopted them both. There are still a whole bunch of really good people in the world. And that couple's two of them. Wow. Sorry, but it's dogs, okay? You know me and dogs. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we, uh, we're going to move on to Lord of the Flies. Uh, we've been reading books on this show from 477 shows ago. We have always done that. We run to classic children's literature, big uh, Peter Pan, uh, Wizard of Oz, White Fang, Jungle Book, Little Prince, so many great books. And then we did a bit of George Orwell, 1984, and Animal Farm. Now we're doing Lord of the Flies. We do this to encourage you to read, pick up a book, get a book in your kids' hands, most importantly of all, read, get them to read, read to them if you want. Hell, if you want, fire up the last part of this show every night, Monday through Friday, at every morning, rather, Monday through Friday at 10, and they can listen to me read if you want. So, Lord of the Flies is what we are doing uh, right now. We're about halfway through. We're on chapter 8, and uh, let's continue. This was first published back in 1954 by William Golding. Chapter 8, we start tonight. It's called A Gift for the Darkness. Piggy looked up miserably from the dawn pale beach to the dark mountain. Are you sure? Really sure, I mean? I told you a dozen times now, said Ralph. We saw it. You think we're safe down here? The hell should I know? Ralph jerked away from him, walked a few paces along the beach. Jack was kneeling, drawing a circular pattern in the sand with his forefinger, and Piggy's voice came to them, hushed. Are you sure? Really? Go up and see, said Jack contemptuously, and good riddance. No fear. The beast had teeth, said Ralph, and big black eyes. He shuddered violently. Piggy took off his one round of glass and polished the surface. What are we going to do? Ralph turned towards the platform. The conch glimmered among the trees, a white blob against a place where the sun would rise. He pushed back his mop. I don't know. He remembered the panicked flight down the mountainside. I don't think we ever fight a thing that size, honestly, you know? We'd talk, but we wouldn't fight a tiger. We'd hide. Even Jack could hide. Jack still looked at the sand. What about my hunters? Simon came stealing out of the shadows by the shelters. Ralph ignored Jack's question. He pointed to the touch of yellow above the sea. 
As long as there's light, we're brave enough. But then... And now that thing squats by the fire as though it didn't want us to be rescued. He was twisting his hands now, unconsciously. His voice rose. So we can't have a signal fire. We're beaten. A point of gold appeared above the sea, and all at once the sky lightened. What about my hunters? Boys armed with sticks... Jack got to his feet. His face was red as he marched away. Piggy put on his one glass and looked at Ralph. <coughs> now you've done it. You've been rude about his hunters. Ah, shut up. The sound of inexpertly blown conk interrupted them, as though he were serenading the rising sun. Jack went on blowing till all the shelters were astir, and the hunters crept to the platform, and the little ones whimpered as now they so frequently did. Ralph rose obediently, and Piggy, and they went to the platform. Talk, said Ralph bitterly. Talk, talk, talk. He took the conch from Jack. This meeting, Jack interrupted him, I called it. If you hadn't called it, I should have. You just blew the conch. Well, isn't that calling it? Uh, go on. Take it. Go on, talk. Ralph thrust the conch into Jack's arms and sat down on the trunk. I've called an assembly, said Jack, because of a lot of things. First, you know, we've seen the beast. We crawled up. We were only a few feet away. The beast sat up, looked at us. I don't know what it does. We don't even know what it is. The beast comes out of the sea, out of the dark. Trees, quiet, Jack shouted. You listen. The beast is up there, whatever it is. Perhaps it's waiting, hunting. Yes, hunting, hunting, said Jack. He remembers his age-old tremors in the forest. Yes, the beast is a hunter. Only shut up. The next thing is that we could kill it. And the next is that Ralph said my hunters are no good. I never said that. I've got the conch. Ralph thinks you're cowards running away from the boar and the beast. And that's not all. There was a kind of sigh on the platform, as if everyone knew what was coming. Jack's voice went up, tremulous yet determined, pushing against the uncooperative silence. He's like Piggy. He says things like Piggy. He, he isn't a proper chief. Jack clutched the conch to him. He's a coward himself. For a moment he paused and then went on. On top, when Roger and me went on, he stayed back. I went too. After, the two boys glared at each other through screens of hair. I went too, said Ralph. Then I ran away and so did you. Jack turned to the hunters. He's not a hunter. 
he'd never have gotten us meat. He isn't a perfect. We don't know anything about him. He just gives orders, expects people to obey for nothing. All this talk. All this talk, shouted Ralph. Talk, talk. Who wanted it? Who called the meeting? Jack turned red in the face. His chin sunk back. He glowered up under his eyebrows. All right, then, he said in tones of deep meaning and menace. All right. He held the conch against his chest with one hand stabbed the air with his index finger. Who thinks Ralph oughtn't to be chief? He looked expectantly at the boys ranged round who'd frozen. Under the palms, there was a deadly silence. Hands up, said Jack strongly. Whoever wants Ralph not to be chief? The silence continued, breathless, heavy, full of shame. Slowly the red drained from Jack's cheeks and then came back with a painful rush. He licked his lips, turned his head at an angle so his gaze avoided the embarrassment of linking with another's eye. How many think his voice trailed off? The hands that held the conch shook. He cleared his throat and spoke loudly. <clears throat> All right, then. He laid the conch with great care on the grass at his feet. The humiliating tears were running from the corner of each eye. I'm not going to play any longer, not with you. Most of the boys were looking down now at the grass or their feet. Jack cleared his throat again. <clears throat> I'm not going to be a part of Ralph's lot. He looked along the right-hand logs, numbering the hunters that had been the choir. I'm going off by myself. He can catch his own pigs. Anyone who wants to hunt, when I do, can come too. He blundered out of the triangle toward the drop to the white sand. Jack! Jack turned and looked back at Ralph. For a moment he paused and then cried out, high-pitched, enraged, No! He leaped down from the platform, ran along the beach, paying no heed to the steady fall of his tears. And until he dived into the forest, Ralph watched him. Piggy was indignant. I've been talking, Ralph, and, and you just stood there like softly looking at Piggy and not seeing him, Ralph spoke to himself. He'll come back. When the sun goes down, he'll come. He looked at the conch in Piggy's hand. What? Well there. Piggy gave up the attempt to rebuke Ralph, polished his glass again, and went back to his subject. We can do without Jack, Marydew. There's others besides him on this island. But now we really got a beast, though I, I can't hardly believe it. We need to stay close to the platform. There's less need of him and his hunting. So now we can really decide on what's what. It's no help, Piggy. 
nothing to be done. For a while they sat in depressed silence. And then Simon stood up, took the conch from Piggy, who was so astonished he remained on his feet. And Ralph looked up at Simon. Simon, what is it this time? A half sound of jeering ran around the circle, and Simon shrank from it. I thought there might be something to do, something we... Again, the pressure of the assembly took his voice away. He sought for help, sympathy, and chose Piggy. He turned half towards him, clutching the conch to his brown chest. I think we ought to climb the mountain. The circle shivered with dread. Simon broke off, returned to Piggy, who was looking at him with an expression of derisive incomprehension. What's the good of climbing up to this here beast when Ralph and the others could do nothing? Simon whispered his answer. What else is there to do? His speech made, he allowed Piggy to lift the conch out of his hands, and then he retired, sat as far away from the others as possible. Piggy was speaking now with more assurance, and with what if the circumstances hadn't been so serious, the others would have recognized as pleasure. I said we could all do without a certain person. Now I say we've got to decide on what can be done. And I think I could tell you what Ralph's going to say next. The most important thing on the island is the smoke. And you can't have no smoke without a fire. Ralph made a restless move. No go, Piggy. We got no fire. That thing sits up there. We'll have to just stay here. Piggy lifted the conch as though to add power to his next words. We got no fire on the mountain. But what's wrong with a fire down here? A fire could be built on them rocks, on the sand even. We'd make smoke just the same. That's right, smoke by the bathing pool. The boys began to babble. Only Piggy could have the intellectual daring to suggest moving the fire from the mountain. So we'll have the fire down here, said Ralph. He looked around him. We can build it just here between the bathing pool and the platform. Of course, he broke off, frowning, thinking the thing out, unconsciously tugging at the stub of a nail with his teeth. Of course, the smoke won't show so much, not to be seen so far away, but we needn't go near the, near the, we'll build the fire now. The others nodded in perfect comprehension. There would be no need to go near. The greatest ideas are the simplest. And now there was something to be done, and they worked with passion. In the middle of chapter eight, we'll continue it tomorrow morning on the show. Wow, I'm loving this book. I'll confess, I've never read Lord of the Flies before. I know, I'm such an advocate for reading, and of all the classic books, 
So I'm discovering it with you at the same time. Wow, what a great book. We will continue that tomorrow morning on the show. Hey, thank you so much. Just take a second, please, if you don't mind, hit that follow button over there. If you really want to help out support the show, there's a join, big red button over there. That takes you to our Locals channel, where you can subscribe over there for basically a cup of coffee a month for me and the show. And uh, you'll get all access to all of our behind-the-scenes kind of funky weirdo videos that we post over there, which are for subscribers only, so check that out. All of our great sponsors, of course, are listed in the show notes. Please do get yourself a deal. Check that out. And I will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by.